This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Those are his middle names. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Ruffleson Feathers Alan Smart. Alan Ruffleson Feathers Smart. <laughs> Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Tommy, we've got promoted back into the championship, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting because there's there feels like there's a sense of momentum, but of course it is still a team that has been put together to get out of the third tier. Um, how does the next season start from your memory? Kind of get moving because you play a real part towards the momentum at the end. But how do you remember the kind of the start and the middle uh, elements of that season? Quite, quite simply, at the very start of the season, we played three centre-halves and I was still playing um, left-hand side of the three. We had Pagey had broken into the team and you yeah. had Keith Millen. So the three of us were, were centre-half for probably the first dozen games. And then a conversation with the gaffer and it was like, this is not really working at this level, which I was quite pleased with because I wasn't... in. While I was happy to be, I'm, I'm always of the, the the opinion that if you're not playing football, you're not a footballer. So whatever position the manager asked me to play, I'd play because I want to play it every Saturday, every Tuesday, whatever it is. But in the championship, it was harder for me at centre half. I wasn't enjoying it as much. In you know, in the division below, I could still run and have a dribble and do what I wanted because you were playing against players that, with all due respect, weren't as good as championship players. And the Championship's a division that I loved. I probably played in it for 10, 11 seasons out of my career. So I loved that that division, but not so much at centre-half. So I was quite happy when the gaffer said, we're going to a back four and you ain't going to be a centre-back in a back four. Now, the problem for me then became, right, well, how do I get back in the team as a striker? I've just been a a centre-back for 18 months. Mm. 
and that is how I split the three in that season into three compartments really defensively at the first bit yeah. we weren't we weren't good enough we weren't succeeding the middle bit I was fighting to get in the team but as a striker and then the end bit you know is is the nice bit now yeah well, that, that's 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 where we probably need to go to because you know with a certain number of games going, I mean the Tranmere game is is pretty legendary. Um, yeah, we 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 we've, we've had conversations with, uh, with with Mr. Smart, who thought he was in trouble, and then saw that Jono was joining him, so went, "Oh, thank Christ for that." <laughs> what was but, what, Before I say anything, I need to know. I need to know what Smarty's take on it was. Did he, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he said it was he, all you. What's your take? <laughs> Did he admit that he threw his right hand at anything that moved? Or no? Because <laughs> that's the truth. Let's be to, honest. To a degree, yes, he did. did. Oh, good. Yeah, so he did good. sort of, yeah. yeah. You must have caught him on a good day, because some days he still denies it. He may, he may have used the phrase that just ruffled some feathers or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, suitably, along those lines. Suitably non-violent. But, yeah. uh, those are his middle names. <laughs> Alan ruffled some feathers Alan smart. Alan ruffled some feathers smart. <laughs> On a daily basis. <laughs> top, Sounds slightly aristocratic, doesn't it? He does. Top bloke, but I have, I have had to negotiate with more bouncers to let go of his neck than any other player in my whole career. <laughs> well, we, we, got a, we had a three-hour podcast with Alan that we had to split into three-hour chunks. Um, did, did any of you guys get a word in? No. If you listen back, I listened back to it the other day. Yeah, it's it's very, quite a lot of people. Yeah, there's quite did. a few. Well, there's a few bits where I was trying to get a word in, and it was yeah, very little chance. But... Uh, he, he uh, do you know what? He gave us warts and all. He, you know, he, he had nothing back, and, and fair play to him. Um, and it, we put the last part out fairly recently, and the the feedback we've had from it is, yeah, just, was was fantastic. And, and he is a top bloke. We got to we got, um, me and Justin went to the red line opposite the ground to watch the Scotland game um, with him. Uh, with Luther Blissett as well, was there in the uh, Euros so that, last that, year? Yeah, in the Euros, yeah. So that was, you know, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yes, a great, great bloke. He is Martin. top but guy. He changes. He he adapts that story of that Tramway again on a basis. <laughs> Normally, the later it gets on, and the more he's had to drink, then that's you get more truth out of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we, when we, obviously when we look at that and we know where the, 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 the final climax of this season comes and obviously it's glorious and it's wonderful, but we don't get there unless somebody scores, was it six in seven games? The, the, your run at, towards the end of the season? Seven in six, I think. Seven yeah. in six. Oh, oh, there you How oh, dare you. <laughs> I'm, there you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going into the other room with a revolver. I'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't use it. Bring it up here for these wood pigeons. I've told you. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't record that. That will make no sense to anyone. <laughs> no, no, we know what that means. Yeah. But that that running, you you finally you've gone through that middle tranche of the season. You've got your opportunity back up front. Um, I mean, I remember a header against Bolton. The, the, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, nostalgia is taking it further. But I think you made contact with that header just outside of Hemel Hempstead, and it still flew in. It was. What was your confidence like in that running? Uh, extremely, extremely high. However, and I've already mentioned it earlier on for exactly the same reasons. I missed the penalty in the first half. I owed the lads. <laughs> I owed the lads in that Bolton game because we we were working so hard and everything was clicking, 
And the irony is, unless Smarty gets sent off, I don't get in the team. It's as simple as that. Right, of course. I came, I came on as sub in that Tranmere game and then set up the goal for, for Peter Kennedy and yeah. everything else happened. And then got in the team the following week. I think was it was it the Birmingham game, the, the next one after that, and then went yeah. on went on that run. So you know, essentially, we, if Smarty didn't get sent off, I wouldn't get in the team, and then get to the end of it, and Smarty comes on and, and scores the goal that sends us all to to, to delirium. So yeah, and that Bolton Darren Baisley was one of the best crosses of a ball yeah. that I've worked with. We've heard this at, yeah. at any time. Mm-hmm. Extremely underrated. I knew, and he knew, we had. We didn't even need to have eye contact. We called him Chuchy Face because he was like Bernard Winters when he laughed. <laughs> so, we, oh, there's one teenage audience. We love that. <laughs> Bernie Winters. So we we called him Chuchy. So I, I have to explain that because if I I don't naturally call him Bays, I call him Chuchy. So it's difficult for me to tell a story about Chuchy without calling him Chuchy. Chuchy. <laughs> so. Me and me and him, I just we had a really good relationship. Fabulous crosser of the ball. He knew that very very rarely would I go to the front post. I my my run was naturally always to the back post. But he would put the ball in at a height that if I could get in front of the defender, towards yeah. the middle of the goal, I allow the Bolton goal. But also, I think that was my best attribute. I, I was more confident of heading the ball and I was technically I was better with my head than my feet you know I was give me a chance if you're going to give me a yeah. chance in the last minute of a game put it on my head because I'm far more confident of scoring with my head than I was and it, which 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 throughout my career that worked really well for me because I'm only 5'11 yeah. the big centre halves went to the bigger players but because ah. I had a decent, decent jump and I was fairly accurate with my head I always got the smaller players trying to mark me, and they they couldn't cope with that. It's kind of same kind of syndrome as Hyde uh, uh, Helgerson then, really, because he was what five yeah. ten, and he had a great great hang on him as well. It was amazing. Yeah, very similar. I think we were, obviously H was a far better technically gifted footballer than I was, but we had a similar style. Probably yeah. why the supporters loved H and I. In it. Oh. No, I think I think you sneak it. I think you sneak it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just, just just go to a subway about a mile from me for details. That's fine. Um, yes. Don't look at the don't look at the signature. But other than that, it's mustard. Um, <laughs> so, so we get we crash into into the playoffs. We we uh, it was Michelle and Gongi got the goal at home against Birmingham in the in in the playoff. Yeah. But getting to the semi final was uh, in in the second leg up in Birmingham was a little more. Problematic. You mentioned that Alex Chamberlain didn't normally kind of seem to be the same kind of chaotic, manic member of the goalkeeper union. But w- w- did we hear he was he having a bit of a problem because of his lack of preparation going on with that game? How did that go? We got to the game really late, and we'd stayed over. We'd stayed at the Belfry, but we got to the game, and you know, I, I've been in the Midlands now 20, 20 years. I know what the M six is like. <laughs> Our coach driver didn't. We got there late. And hardly had much of a warm-up and we started the game really slow. I've also mentioned this previously. You know, when Big Dealy Adebola, who later became my teammate at Birmingham, yeah. when he scored that goal after six minutes, mm. we'd started poorly. Then they scored that goal. The noise in St Andrews, genuinely, fellas, it's the loudest I've ever heard in a football stadium. I was there. I know Justin was, was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere in the world. I've been to some big games 
as part of other roles in football. I've never experienced a noise like that. I remember shouting at Peter Kennedy, who was stood 10 yards away, screaming as loud as I could that we need to keep the ball. And I couldn't even hear my own voice, let alone Peter hear me. The noise was unbelievable. You know, I said at the time that was one of the reasons why I wanted to go and play at St Andrews when I knew I had to, to leave Watford. That atmosphere that night was incredible. But the the courage that the Watford players showed that night, mm. you know, we were rewarded in the end because of Chambo's brilliance. Let's not beat yeah. around the bush. You know, Chambo kept us in that game. Um, he was just amazing that night. Um, and after that goal where they scored so early, you'd think... You know, oh shit, what's gonna what's gonna yeah. happen? Yeah. Fall apart, yeah. Yeah, we, we we padded out the next twenty minutes, then we got to half time and the noise in the stadium had gone. You know, and we were we were confident enough and comfortable enough that if we went to penalties we were well prepared for it. Which we were, but you know, there's no pre- there's nothing that can prepare you for that sort of test. No, Mental t- it was down their end as well, wasn't it? It was down the uh, the Birmingham end. Yeah, which obviously yeah, makes it worse from our point of view. Mm. But I'd also argue it focuses the mind a little bit more because you know you've got no, you've got nothing to take your eye off the square in the net that you want to hit and the 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 panel in the ball that you've got to hit that you've practiced for the last two weeks every day, um, including the walk, which again was the gaffer's genius. When you stood around the eighteen-yard box and take practicing penalties, anybody can do it. It's the walk that from the centre circle yeah yeah that's that's what separates the men from the boys Mm. is the walk did he make you practice the walk as well or yeah we practiced the walk i mean it's don't get me wrong it's not it's nothing the same you can't Mm. you can't uh you can't generate those nerves and that atmosphere when there's thirty thousand blue noses screaming at you and telling you what they think of you but the fact that you've walked that distance before so it's it's all you know it's all mindset everything that we practiced I hit my penalty in exactly the same spot for probably 10 days before that semi-final one. The goalkeepers knew where it was going. It was whether they could keep it out of the net. But it was also the fact that the gaffer said, pick your spot now, two weeks out, and practice hitting that spot. Yeah. Don't change because it's Chris Day or because it's Alec Chamberlain in goal. Yeah. It, in two weeks' time, it'll be, it'll be Kevin Poole in goal. And well, that was uh, another one of his genius suggestions so presumably it's it's a combination of almost like muscle memory but also just knowing that you've prepared you've done this preparation you've been you've not been here before but as you say it's always different but that was a that was a astonishing to to watch in terms of the intensity of it um you know it's only right that actually the winning penalty isn't scored it's saved uh by, by chamber what was the night after the after the final penalty like for you guys because everybody has described the evening as extremely hostile thereafter but you're still stuck in you know presumably in in the in the in the bowels of St Andrews and waiting to come out we were in a porter cabin we were in a porter cabin above the Birmingham team because the the stadium was being regenerated so we were both in porter cabins it still is (laughs) yeah yeah. So presumably they can hear you. Oh, I mean, how we never went through the floor, I have no idea. <laughs> That's a nightmare, isn't it? For them down there, they're like, oh. Oh, honestly, if it, if it had been the other way around, I, I'd have selected three or four of, of my teammates that can handle themselves and I'd have been up there. Really? And, and been swinging. Because yeah. I don't know how they they coped with it. 
but we were above them in the in the porter cabin. But it was just it was incredible, incredible scenes. And because you know when Chambo saves that penalty, well, I I and everybody else sprints to Chambo, and I got about five yards away from him, and I thought, Jesus, I'm going to play at Wembley here. Yeah, which. To every schoolboy is the dream, you know, particularly when the history of old Wembley that I'd had and memories with my dad yeah. in the stadium. And I, I fell to my knees, overcome with emotion. And I just kept saying to myself, well, I'm going to play at Wembley. And it was just incredible scenes. You know, the Watford supporters in St Andrews that night were incredible throughout. When Particularly when we'd not let them down in the early stages of the game, but we, we didn't produce what they'd hoped and expected. And I think that always should hurt a Watford player, in my opinion. Hi, everyone. It's Nick Wright. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. You know, we should have started the game better. We should have been stronger and we shouldn't have conceded after six minutes. That was how we thought of it. And we felt that we'd let the portion of Watford supporters down on that evening, but then battled and regained everything that they wanted that night and we wanted. And it was, it was brilliant celebrations. I remember doing I did a live TV interview for Sky coming off the pitch and I just told my mum to go and buy a new dress because she was going to Wembley. That's fantastic. <laughs> that ridiculous, is fantastic. Ridiculous thing to say. And I can't remember doing it, but I've seen the footage of it. <laughs> so it happened. Yeah. It, so it happened. Yeah, it was on Sky yeah. Sports. It must have happened. Yeah. So you know, it was just incredible. And we actually we might have had a few beers in in the stadium, got the coach back home, and I drove up to my parents' house the following morning because the gaffer gave us two days off because I didn't want my family at St Andrews for obvious reasons, you know, because there's no guarantee of a result and it's quite a hostile place. Let me assure you, it was very hostile. I have not been back, Mr Mooney, (laughs) since that night. I've not been back. It was awful. No, No, leaving that ground was terrible. We loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So all of my family were watching it on Sky Sports in in my dad's local pub. So my mum actually found out that she could buy a new dress for Wembley while she sat in the pub. That is brilliant. <laughs> what a brilliant story. Nick, Nick, Nicky Wright tells a wonderful story of when he was warming up. Obviously, you got a late warm up. There was some woman basically spitting at him because <laughs> he was too close to the. He's like, what's going on here? This yeah. place is mental. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I always remember that atmosphere at, at there. And once they got that goal, I think from the away end point of view, it was probably we all looked around and went, ah, oh, shit. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, you know that we, we've conceded early there, and unfortunately, as as a Watford fan, when you you go to as many well as we all do, go to as many games as we have, that tends to happen nine times out of ten. It's half, oh, you know, piss. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the performance that night was was different class, and I I think, and this probably kind of backs on to to what Peter's just said there. Sort of skipping to Wembley slightly, you guys all turned up all suited and booted, ready to to rock and yeah. roll. And, and Bolton turned up in their in their tracksuits, if I if I remember. Yeah, we had again, like I said, the gaffer gave us a couple of days off. Might have been a bit longer, might have been a bit less. Definitely two days off minimum because I went up up north 
Mm. And I never bought a pint in my dad's local because they'd all been watching the game on Sky Sports. Brilliant. You know, it's well, a small place. Everybody knows everybody else. Yeah. And my my family had all watched it in the pub. The, the, the landlord had reserved it, the best seat in the house for them. Awesome. Um, which obviously finished on it as a good night. So I went up. And then when we came back, it was just for a couple of days, it was madness because mm. you realise you're going to play at Wembley. You've got tickets to organise. Oh. And then on top of that... We had to get suits. So the gaffer had entrusted me and Keith Millen, who were, we liked our clothes at the time. So me and Keith Millen went and did a deal with Siri Sotiro in, in the Harlequin. Oh, yeah, on the corner there in the Harlequin. Yeah, yeah. So we, got, we went and got the club suits and then we brought them back to show the gaffer. He went, you've got a blue suit with a blue shirt and a blue tie. We play in yellow and black. <laughs> yes, gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Gaffer. He said it's fine. It's fine. I'll sort the flowers out. So if you remember, uh, the yeah, you got that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the, the yellow, sort of... black, and, and red. Yeah, in yeah. the in the old buttonhole, and that was because me and Millie never even crossed our mind. Let's get blue. <laughs> get blue. We just thought, yeah, that's nice. That'll look good. Can we can we get thirty of those delivered within seven days, please? <laughs> Oh, I'm not I saying mean, anything is dodgy crazy. going on here, yeah. but about two years later, if I remember rightly, or maybe three years later, you, you go to a playoff final with a team that plays in blue. You didn't turn around and say, don't worry, I'll sort the suits. I know where they are. <laughs> yeah. I, I wore the same suit. <laughs> no, you didn't. Boom. Really? Did you? No, but I did. <laughs> I did. At, at Birmingham, actually, they went, our, our club suits were Hugo Boss. We moved up from Sirius to <laughs> Birmingham spent more money. So, but I did have, when I went and organised the Birmingham ones, I got a blue suit with a blue shirt and a blue tie. Yeah, there you go. They're lucky that. for me. We ended yeah. up winning at the Millennium Stadium. Yeah, Millennium Stadium. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. Another one. But let's, let's, let's just quickly concentrate, obviously, on, 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 on Wembley. T- take us from coming into the stadium for the first time, because obviously we're all in there. The, 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 there was a ridiculous level of. I don't know, not confidence, but positivity going on yeah. in, in the crowd. It just genuinely felt like, and you know, let's, let's be honest, Graham Taylor's you know track record, era one and era two, we, we feel like we're on a roll. There's a ridiculous yeah. level of confidence. How does it feel from the team walking out for the first time, looking around for the, presumably, the first time? Well, I, I would tend to suggest the players had that same opinion. We, we, were, we were rocked at St Andrews. I'm not going to deny that. But from... The first game at St Andrews that started that run or the games around that, it might not have been that particular game. We just gained in confidence game after game after game. Myself mm. in particular, I knew that I'd hit the target with every chance. Going back to GT statistics from earlier on, I knew how many times I had to hit the target to earn a goal. Well, you scored seven in six, uh, a statistic I, I will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely delighted you got it right this time. Now. Yeah, thank you. That'll, that'll, so, there's an edit there somewhere. <laughs> so we had, we felt we had that momentum going into the into the stadium, but still, I mean, we stayed in the Watford Hilton the night before. I'm sorry we to all hear had, that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was all right at that time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure it's been decorated since. No, no, it hasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I roomed with Pagey that night. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, if I'd have had two hours sleep, I'd have been lucky. Really? I mean, usually when I room with Pagey, I used to get him to tell me about his Wales career and I'd be straight off to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no. But on that, Brilliant. On, that, on that particular occasion, I mean, he told me about all of the top players he played against and I still couldn't drop off. I was so <laughs> nervous, mixed with excitement. 
You know, I, I, I was staring out at the window and I was facing the front of the hotel. I was staring out at the window while Pagey was snoring away for hours and hours because I was so excited. It was like it, yeah. it was a, a little boy's dream of course. Yeah. to play at Wembley. And then obviously once the professional brain comes in, a few hours later when you get your blue suit on, uh, <laughs> you know, then then you want to win at Wembley. But we had all of the family down. The gaffer wouldn't let anybody's family stay in the Hilton, which was the right thing to do. Because all of the press and everything were trying to get sneaky pitches, they'd done a few sneaky little things at the training ground, which, you know... Uh, topless girls. Yeah. So Andrew been, French told us that, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the sport had tried to do that, and the gaffer had... That was quite a funny sight, getting the gaffer chasing these two topless <laughs> out of the training ground. <laughs> that yeah, hasn't um, yet made the Icon Gallery, but it might do. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean... They were, they were particularly strong up top, those two. Hey! <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, but there, was, uh, there was all sorts trying to go. So the, the press was still trying to get into the hotel the day before. So it was locked down. There was no family. So, so what the gaffer did, he, he set a 30-minute slot on the morning of the game. So you, you could come and see. The, the, the family could come and see the players. We'd say hello. Everybody has a, has a hug. And then it's back into work mode. And the family go and make their own way to Wembley. And it was just, it was incredible. The whole approach to it, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember a build-up of that. It was a bit of a haze. I, my own personal memory of it is walked out into the empty stadium and I was looking up to see where like the, my parents and the kids were going to be sat and my wife. And as I looked up at the entrance to the stadium or the gate, my dad's run up the stairs. I don't think there would have been more than a thousand people in their seats mm. in the whole of the stadium um, and literally just as I looked my dad's run up brilliant at the top of the stairs it was like the timing of it was unbelievable Perfect. that's brilliant and I just thought okay I know where they're sat I'm fine now let's get your game head on so you come out it's into the fireworks and the paraphernalia that goes on with you know de- genuinely the richest game in, in in the world in terms of the outcome and we start off again and Mr Chamberlain once again is keeping us in it with some outstanding play. And also, uh, what's his name? Who, who was the, the Icelandic lad? Um, the Johnson. The Johnson, thank you. He, he, well, we he, have, let's be honest, we should have been 3-0 down at half time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, have, I'd have missed two really good chances. Bob Taylor missed a good chance. Yeah. Chambo, was, Chambo got us to the final and won us the game. Yeah. I know we talk about righty and smarty. Yeah. And some they, hero they anything. Yeah. They won't mind me saying that. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're both top, top blokes, and they won't mind me saying, I mean, Wrighty sometimes admits that he, he was just supposed to put it back in the area, not put it in the top <laughs> corner. Sometimes he will admit that. Smart, he's just a, he's, he's one of the best finishers I've ever worked with, Alan Smart, I've always said that, so for him to finish the way he did, but we have to be honest about it, Chambo kept us in that game. Yeah, He kept us in that 100%, game. 100%. Yeah. When you look at the, the bounce of the ball, the way Robbo's Tried to two foot a blade of grass instead of kicking the ball away <laughs> and let either God Good Johnson have a one on one with 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 Jane and he saves it. It's like it's that's quality. That's quality. You mentioned um, Chuchi, Darren Baisley. Yeah. Yeah. His run to you know early on to to win the corner that Peter Kennedy puts in. Yeah. He had a blinder at Wembley and what was his last game for the club if I remember rightly? Yeah, um, it was yeah, he, but he was a winger that yeah. the gaffer turned into a fullback. Yeah, so. You know, hence why he was so so good at crossing the ball. 
He could go past players. He had a little bit of pace, but if he got half a yard, he'd whip the ball around. You know, he was he, he was excellent for us and throughout that time. I mean, everybody talks about you know Smarty and Wright's goal and and Micah and Jono in the middle of the pitch and then Chambo's saves, but all all throughout the pitch. Yeah. You know, Robbo and and Chuchi at, at full back and you know writing. Me and Michelle had a really good re- relationship. Yeah. He was Michelle was good for me because every other striker I'd played with. I had to attack the first ball with Michelle at that point. Obviously, H came along later, but at that point, Michelle was the first strike partner that I'd had where I didn't have to win the first header every time because yeah. he, he was equally as good in the air. So we had the, the relationships and, and compartments of that team were excellent across the board, across the board for me. Mm. Was, it was an amazing how, how did you feel during the game at 1-0 up? Until Smartly goes and two foots somebody I can't remember who it was uh, uh, but, but in the lineup for that was it was it just nerves all the time obviously you had the header as well didn't you nervous because I, I knew I should have scored mm. yeah Micah I think it was Micah's cross I did shout that Tommy I did shout you should have scored that should have, I should have scored and I apologise <laughs> to, to, to each and every one of you I should have scored I was so like I said earlier on I was so confident with my head. Mm. I've tried to pick a blade, a blade of grass in the corner. I tried to head it in off the post, and I didn't need to. The keeper was stranded. He was at, he was in no man's land, wasn't he? Yeah. I've tried to be too clever with it, and and I've got to be honest. That's there's not too many regrets I have in my career, but that's one of those one of those things where I just think, oh, God, I should have scored at Wembley. Well, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I think I think it's 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 good that you've apologised because obviously we've we've borne resentment towards you. When we're really angry with someone, we make sure that there's a fucking great big painting of them on the subway. <laughs> No, no, I, I, get I that. think you were still in credit there, Mr. Mooney. I think you really were. <laughs> What's it? Every, What's everybody it? Has a dark day. So, everybody <laughs> have a dark day. Think of me and have a dark day. Have a dark then, day on Wembley as you win too. No. So, come on. What? So, what, so essentially, what? I didn't want to say it out loud, but Smarty got me out the shit, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right, we, shall se- we shall send that to him. We shall send that to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, don't, With, uh, if he does his own research, I don't mind him hearing it. Don't make it easy for him and send it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, no sound bites. Right, got you. Got you. So, what was it? Was that the explosion of relief at that moment when that ball hits the back of the net? Or is it just you know, kind of euphoria? How does it feel yeah. at that point? Um, re- again, relief, like I said earlier on, I think goals are relief, particularly when a, a game of that magnitude, to, t- to go into that second game. I remember asking the referee how long was left. I don't remember that it was just after the goal. or I remember him saying to me six minutes, and I turned around to Peter Kennedy, as I always did, because Pete and I were always on the left-hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just went six minutes, and he t- told me in a perhaps language that Andy Collins would use, and I wouldn't. <laughs> Be quiet. Stop, t- stop telling him how long was left. Yeah, I was be quiet. Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> which made which made me better because it made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it relieved my tension for six minutes. It, it, but it, it's when you put it's the accent on because it would have been. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that ball across from Peter Kennedy across to Alan Smart. And Alan yeah. Smart said on it, he said the moment he he saw it, he knew he was hitting it. He knew it was there. And you've you've just said earlier on that well, what a quality finisher he was. But you talked about the balance of the squad. You know, you had Robbo, you had Kennedy, you uh, Peter Kennedy, you had yourself. Balance in terms of having three 
incredibly strong left footers there on that side. Yeah. The quality of the ball coming across and him hitting it. Oh, it was it was it was bedlam. It was absolute joy unconfined for everybody. Yeah. What was the uh, what what was the what does it feel like? Your parents are there this time. They weren't there at St Andrews. What did it feel like if you know once you're finally there and you you you've won it and you know where your parents are? Tell us what that's like. Difficult, difficult to describe, to be honest, because it was it was just the greatest moment in my professional life. It's simple as that. So difficult to describe in, in words. But obviously, because we had that, that group, I have to be honest and say, that group of players is the tightest group of players, tightest group of men I've ever are been involved still, in. in every, are you still in the WhatsApp every, group, Tommy? I'm still in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I mean, how weird's that? It's 20, it's 20 odd years old, that, that squad. And we've got a WhatsApp group and we still wish each other happy birthday and still give Smarty stick about his gear. Brilliant. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant that, we all, that we're all in it. And when we had the, the anniversary a couple of years ago, we all got together. Fortunately, we could at that, that time. Yeah. Uh, it was just brilliant. But we, everybody had the same mindset, same ethos. It's win, win, win. Nothing else matters. If I can help you do this. I'll help you, you know, just the team unity that we had. And it's something that, you know, I'm sure you, you guys know all about. Every one of those games in that running, 12, 13 games after the Tranmere game, it was pretty much the same team. Yeah. We, we went out of the dressing room in that order. So everybody knew what order you left the dressing room. Obviously, Paige and then Chambo and everybody filed in behind that. And then the best thing about that was... We went up to collect the trophy and our medals in that order. Right. So normally, I mean, when I'm promoted a few years later, it's a free for all. Everybody wants to get up first. Yeah. But we were like, no, this is the way we're doing it. We've done this for the last two months, whatever it is. We do it again. And that's that's what's got us here. Mm. This is the order that we go up in. That's brilliant. That's really so, good. Yeah. And with obviously with the gaffer at the back. Yeah. Um, wow. But it was it was just incredible group of men. So so proud to have been a part of that. Wonderful. Fantastic. Podcast Network. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.